0: Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Before we get started today, I just want to paint a picture. I am looking up at thirteen and 14,000 foot peaks. You can probably hear the stream in the background. We're actually sitting on an island in the middle of a trout stream. And today is what we call an adventure day where we get out of the office and have been with seven awesome guys here today. And the question we just wanted to start with is receiving and I want to share first and then I want these guys to share. They just came up for the day. Some of them just getting to know each other. What did you receive today? And for me, um, I received the invitation for slowness today. The stream is moving really slowly. My fly rod was going really slowly. My fly would land on the water and go really slowly. And in the midst of a, a pretty fast week, I received the invitation from the Lord today to move slowly. So I received a future picture of how I view, how I want my life to look 30 years from now. Uh, Three wise sages. Uh, I've used that word multiple times with multiple people after reading a book last year Uh, and seeing how impact doesn't stop at a certain age. Impact continues till you decide it doesn't. And then even beyond that with legacy. And so I... I chose to receive just a reminder that at 35 there's a, I got a long time to go and what happens in those 35 years doesn't define me, but it defines the legacy and thereafter. So I received a, a future picture. I received the invitation to continue parenting, continuing to be a father to my 33 and 31-year-old daughters and to uh, continue the legacy with my three granddaughters Mm -hmm. and to pour into their lives in areas in which I have regrets as a father, I can uh, now invest in uh, There's no do-overs, but you can make up for a lot of lost ground. And uh, I intend to pour into my granddaughters even more than I already have. So that's the message that I received. I received a number of things, but I'll focus on rest in the glory of creation. We're sitting here looking at blue sky, really white clouds, green trees, and just spectacular weather, and the stream, uh, just enjoying creation, standing in the water just standing in the water and being at rest. uh, That was a gift for me today. And I received great hospitality uh, so that we might taste and see that the Lord is good. And so good food and drink and uh, new friends who just say, show up, I got you. And everything's taken care of. I just need you to show up. Uh, And so thank you for just modeling the way with hospitality. And as we continue this re-series this summer, these adventure days, I'm doing four of them this summer, came from me redesigning my life and my schedule uh, to say that if there are guys that are worth a coffee um, to me in my own city, they're certainly worth getting out in creation with. And, And so this has been even just a personal challenge. Sometimes you feel like you need a wake up call and we're gonna continue this series, not with interviews, but with formation, with slowing you down, with having pauses. And today has been a huge cosmic pause for me. And if you're wondering, no, I didn't catch any fish today, but I caught a a whole lot of other things. It's been beautiful today being with John, Trevor, John number two, Rob, Craig, and Ryan. Continue to reinvest in your leadership this summer as we continue the re-series.
1: Welcome back to the Right Side Up Leadership Podcast and another episode in our summer re-series. Alan and I and our whole Stay Forth team are thankful at the response that you guys have been given and the reception of this series and how you guys have been applying it and hearing stories of where you're consuming, how you're interacting, and the impact that it's having to help you really understand what it's like to invest in yourself so that you can continue taking next steps to get healthier and reaching more impact through all of these episodes where we're looking at either redefining something or returning to something or reorienting ourselves or what have you. All of these rewords are very practical. And at the end of the day, they're at the heart of what we do at Stay Forth, which is to coach leaders. Yes, if you're listening to this, you are A leader. I hear it every day. So many people say that I'm not a leader. I have this perception of someone who is, you know, in charge of a bunch of people or a bunch of different opportunities and responsibilities. But at the end of the day, you have been entrusted to carry yourself, to care for yourself, to invest in yourself, to make sure that you, as an individual, are growing and developing and learning and becoming more and more the person that you were created to be. That is self leadership and i say it all the time and you've heard it on this podcast one of the best pieces of advice that anyone was ever given to me was to imagine a 3 foot circle around you that's your real estate that you're responsible for cultivating for investing in and to making sure that it is sturdy and that is solid and once that's there and you're aware and maintaining of that then you begin to step out you don't forget it but you're always there so you are a leader whether you're leading your family eating at home, you work in a restaurant, or you are in charge of one aspect of an organization, or you serve on a team, you, my friend, are a leader, and we're thankful that you are investing in yourself with this series. So we're going to do things a bit differently today. You heard Alan at the beginning of the episode, he had a great connection time with a bunch of leaders and helping them invest in themselves. And so today, I'm going to guide you through, um, as we spend time together, looking at what it means to reframe, And it's a specific topic that I guarantee you none of us enjoys. We've all experienced it and it's uncomfortable. But part of growing and taking next steps is sitting with the uncomfortable. So what does reframing even mean? You've seen artwork that's damaged and old and they put a new frame around it to refresh it, to give it a new look and a new appeal to make it more functional. A broken picture can't hang on the wall because the frame's busted. It needs a new one. Another way to look at reframing is to frame or express words or a concept, a plan, a viewpoint, or the way we look at something differently. I either reframed my question or I reframed the way I view something. I reframed a response. And that's what we're going to looking at today. We're going to be reframing a response and specifically how each and every single one of us responds to failure. And hopefully in the process, as we understand how to reframe failure in the way we look at it and what we do when it happens, because trust me, it will happen. We also begin to reframe and have a new understanding of what winning or what success looks like. Because because naturally, we tend to look at we either win at something or we lose at something, we either succeed at something, or we fail at something. We always want to be At the end of the spectrum where we're winning, we want to avoid failing or making missteps or backsliding or whatever at any cost. We want our teams to succeed. We want our organizations to thrive. We want the goals that we set out on personally, professionally or otherwise in January. We want to crush them. We want to win. Right. If we're not winning, we're losing. If we're not first, we're last to quote Ricky Bobby. Yes, I quoted Ricky Bobby, but there's a difference. There's an opportunity to when we experience failure, to sit with it momentarily, to analyze, to do some of the uncomfortable work to say what happened, and then have a successful response on the other side. So again, we hate failure. It's part of life. It's going to happen. I've experienced some immense failures. It's not fun and we don't like it. But what we do when it happens is important as we grow to become healthier leaders. Everything we do will either bring us closer to health or more towards unhealth. More healthy or more unhealthy. And so there's common responses to failure. And as we approach our first pause, this is what I want you to think about. So three of these common responses are to freeze, to stop, or to become stuck. To turn back, to go the other way, if you're out walking right now, imagine, you know, you realize, crap, I didn't do this right. And you're listening right now. You may be thinking, well, it didn't work. I need to just, I need to give up and I need to turn around and go back. Right? You're, you're running a marathon and you realize two-thirds of the way through you, you failed at your goal. You don't just turn around and go back. But when we fail, oftentimes we think turning back is, we're not good enough my skills weren't adequate, my team wasn't well equipped. I didn't invest enough in this thing, therefore it didn't work. So I can't go forward. Because I'm not good enough, we turn it into a negative association to ourselves, or we tend to blame, we can blame ourselves, we can blame others, we can blame a process, we can blame whatever it might be, I set this goal, and it didn't work. Well, the technology didn't wasn't there to help me do it. So it's the technology's fault we look for some reason to justify why something went wrong so that we can move away from the negative emotions and go back to finding a new positive or something new to go move on to when we fail we tend to want to move backwards but there is truth to the saying when we fail we want to fail forward we can't always do that some are big and it takes a lot of time and hard work to, to navigate through but there's always a way through it and there's a healthy way and a better way a reframed approach to failure so as We leave you for a few minutes and sit to think. I want you to think of a time that you experienced a failure, big, small, or otherwise. And how did you respond? How do you naturally respond? What are the triggers that pop up? Do you freeze? Are you inclined to turn back? Or do you blame yourself or others? No shame, no guilt. Sit with this, process it, and I'll see you up ahead. And I know that may have been difficult to sit with because let's face it, we don't like negative. We're people that have been created and we're drawn towards positive and feelings that are good. And those feelings motivate us. They reassure us, they build confidence. And when we sit and think of times when something didn't go well, we enter into a place of negative feelings and emotions. And I thank you for sitting and thinking through that. Hopefully you had time to recall and think through and identify One, two, or all three of those ways You freeze, you turn back, or you blame when you respond to failure We're not perfect, we're going to go there But there's a healthier way to do it And I'm reminded by one of my favorite quotes Uh, Thomas Edison once famously said When asked about his own failures, he said I have not failed 10,000 times I have successfully found 10,000 ways that simply will not work I haven't failed 10,000 times, I've successfully found 10,000 ways that something will not work. It's a very simple easy quote to say, but it's difficult and it's profound. See, that's a reframe. Edison was saying that yeah, I screwed up, but in every one of those screw-ups was actually a win. And we don't often think about that. Think of the goal that you missed. The thing that you wanted to launch that didn't go well, so you turned back. Fear of that failure and failing again kept you from moving forward. But the opportunity that was missed is that that's really a success. See, you, you planned something and you made it a certain way and it didn't work. And then there's an opportunity there. So instead of quitting or instead of freezing and allowing fear of failing again to paralyze you, it's pause to reflect, to say, okay, what didn't work? What would be a better opportunity? What would be something different to try next time? See, when we stop to reflect and analyze what didn't go the way we would have preferred, we can then start to think, okay, well, what might go differently next time? To move further. Instead of just tucking tail and retreating. Digging in and saying okay this is not great. I don't like this but I can take a next step. Don't turn back. When we do this. Overwhelm decreases and we gain more clarity. We may not know the end result. But we do gain a clearer picture. Take a next step. Instead of blaming ourselves and our lack of abilities and our skills you're incredibly gifted whatever that one thing was it didn't go right you were confident enough to step out and attempt it you had skills to get you to a certain point and those same skills when invested in will develop and get you further along see it's true what got you here is not going to get you there and if you continue to respond to failure the exact same way every single time You'll never lean into the life that you were created to live, to lead the way that you have been called to lead, to do the things that you have been called to do. See, failure is an opportunity to grow. And when we reframe how we respond to it, we're more wholehearted. Our successes are more true. The wins mean more. And the opportunities that we succeed become less challenging and more inviting. So you may have failed 10,000 times like Edison, but you've also experienced 10,000 successes. And that's where I want to leave you. Instead of your natural response, go back to that same failure or the goal that you haven't quite finished, the one that you're thinking of turning back on. Instead of blaming yourself or a process, what would happen if you took some time to pause, to look back at what worked, what went wrong, and what the next step should be, what is that next step? What is the most practical way, given your natural response to failure, that you could counteract that with a healthy response? Instead of freezing, pause. Instead of turning back, plan a next step. And instead of blaming, where can you find clarity? Think about that. And I'll meet you right up ahead. Well, friends, as we reach the end of this time together, I know this was a deeper one. I want to encourage you that what we're doing is really living in between two extremes. We strive and we push so hard to want to win that when it doesn't go right, we jump to the other extreme of losing or failing. And there's so much more to life and leadership than winning and losing or succeeding and failing. Some of the greatest opportunities you have to take your life and your leadership to the next level are in the middle space where you learn. And some of the best learning we can do are in those uncomfortable moments when we do find ourselves as experiencing a failure. And yes, I'm throwing up air quotes. We don't like it, but there's immense opportunity in those moments that we want to avoid where we can experience some of the best growth. It's opportunities to find someone to speak into that may see something that we're just too close to and, and can provide a different vantage point. So instead of just winning and losing or succeeding and failing, maybe your, your reframe is just to say, okay, you know what? If I don't win, I'm going to learn. If this success doesn't go exactly the way I want or my team experienced or this one thing didn't succeed as we had planned, well, you know what? Plan B is the learning opportunity. It's a detour from the course you're on, but that detour could set you up for further longevity, greater health, and more sustainable impact. So I'm going to leave you one more time as we reach the end, and I want you to think about what are some learning opportunities you can, you can reflect on or you can invest in that you can see instead of just looking at whatever it is you're doing or the next failure you encounter as final? Instead of failing, how can you learn? What can you learn, and how can you apply it? I'll see you up ahead. the end but it's not really the end every end is just another beginning every finish line is just another starting line in disguise with more opportunities and more chances so wherever you are sit with this episode share it with a friend go back and listen again failure is something that we don't like we want to avoid but when it happens and it will learn from it Don't turn back from it. Don't blame yourself or things or tools or people for it. Don't freeze up in fear. Acknowledge it. Invest in the learning opportunity to succeed in the moment and to take a next step. Learning generates next steps and each next step creates momentum and momentum builds consistency. And when the more consistent we are, When things happen, we can celebrate the wins that mean more. We can lament the failures, but we can celebrate what we learn from those. And we're better equipped to lead ourselves and those we care for in the places we serve from a bigger posture of health for more sustainable impact for the long haul. So think about your next right step and encourage you to take it. And we'll see you right back here next week another episode of our Summer Re-Series brought to you by the Right Side of Leadership Podcast.